0: Welcome to the Ricochet Effect podcast, where we highlight community leaders, community issues, and community initiatives, and discuss all urban topics and minority culture. I'm your host Bilal Elamine, the CEO and Executive Director of Project Ricochet, and I'm here with co host Melody Renee and Coach Eric Sanford. First and foremost, before we begin the show, let's give a shout out and thank you to our sponsor WUKY NPR for giving us this opportunity and platform. So let's uh, get into it. Um. Eric, Coach E, yes Uh, sir. let's take a few moments. Man, tell me about yourself. What you into, what do you do professionally,
1: and what are some of your hobbies? Oh, man. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Eric (laughs) Sanford, a.k.a. Coach. Uh, I'm currently an assistant principal at a middle school. I've been in education for about 13 years. I'm a father of uh, three beautiful young ladies. I'm a husband to my uh, wonderful wife, Anitha. We've been married for 13 years. I'm a former coach basketball coach. I still currently do consultations with a lot of coaches on the side if they call you know I'll uh, assess players uh, when needed. I uh, love the game of basketball but sports overall in general and then my free time I, uh, I may like to indulge in some Netflix or read a good book but ultimately just enjoy family and and hang, hang out with mm-hmm. my with a close circle of friends and uh, just kick and have a good time. Awesome, awesome. So
0: let's take us to the uh, lady of the group, Miss Melody Renee. Yes. So if you don't mind, tell us a little <clears throat> bit about yourself, what okay, you do professionally, so, you know, some of your hobbies.
2: So overall, you can consider me dope because that's just what it is. <laughs> that's right. my favorite word. What's your question, Bilal? Who am I? Yeah, who are um, you? So my gra- my background is social work. So, you know, I have a degree in social work. I'm not originally from here. I'm from Peoria, Illinois. That's the home of Richard Pryor, for those of you who are wondering. So I came here um, again, Eric. I was gonna say I didn't know you consulted on basketball because I could utilize your help. <laughs> I could utilize I your help you. right now. I got you. Um, so I came to Kentucky State University, um, degree in social work. I played one year of basketball at K- Kentucky State. Um, I've been doing social work for all half of my life now. And that led me to doing um, life coaching. So um, my coaching is, you know, other than basketball, it's really life coaching and servicing um, those around me in the community. Uh, What I what I'm passionate about is vision boards. That Mm -hmm. is my thing. That is what Mm -hmm. I do. Um, And so I do um, vision board workshops everywhere, youth, adults. It doesn't matter groups organizations i love to do that hobby y'all play a little tennis
0: tennis tennis oh don't even don't <laughs> i had to even. look up on that one tennis. don't you even
2: i play okay. a little tennis and i could have been serena and venus's okay. little little right. little sister don't y'all dare <laughs> don't do that to me gotcha y'all y'all foul for that but yes i like tennis that's my hobby
1: all right cool that's dope yes. that is
2: dope <laughs>
0: right I, I concur so a little bit about myself i'm your host Bilal elamin the ceo and executive director of project ricochet uh where project the ricochet effect podcast is where we highlight community leaders community issues and community initiatives and discuss all urban topics and minority culture uh so um you know i'm born and raised out of lexington kentucky uh what could i say about myself man uh i'm a man of many ideas uh man of many projects uh, and I, I just love working with people i love working with community and, and most of all i love to empower our students in the next generation
2: so when you say projects why don't you spell out how many projects you're actively working on right now oh man
0: too many to count you know working with project ricochet uh, we, we're a three-fold non-profit organization so uh, we currently uh, we do financial literacy education, so Titan Financial Legacy Program. So that works uh, with the entire families. Uh, so basically, we're just educating families on uh, money mindset, mm-hmm. how to budget, how to prepare for college, how to prepare for retirement, how to invest, you know, really get yourself on a, a different level financially yeah. so that you yeah. can be secure. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. also uh, run youth and young adult programs uh, called Be Wow. So uh, we do a leadership, youth and young adult leadership program. Um, Development. So uh, we're currently working with several school systems, uh, implementing programs there. And then uh, we also have PR Health. PR Health is our uh, public health campaign sector. So uh, we work uh, with the state. Uh, we do statewide grants uh, promoting uh, public health awareness. So we're currently uh, promoting uh, the COVID and booster shot awareness. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me and hobbies is a uh, man. I, I, I love to create. So uh, what you like to create? Anything and everything, man. You know, You know, I, I like art. I like music. Uh, you know, I used to be a rapper in my past life. No okay. way. <laughs> I no. Got, oh, I you, got bars. Oh, you, you know we're going to ask you to spit something, nah. right? But, uh, you know, I, I love, uh, I, I definitely have a creative itch, you know, so uh, I'm working on a play coming up. Uh, and I just love to do that's community so. programming. So anything that, that helps to uh, educate our community and uh, our people and, and just give back, man, that, that's what I'm all about.
2: Sounds awesome. So... Yeah. What we what we talking about?
0: What we talking about? So uh, let's uh, just you know let 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 the community get to know us a little bit. Okay. So uh, I got a few questions uh, written up here, and uh, let's let's dive into them. So Coach Coach E, yes sir. When it comes to community and
1: culture, what initiatives are you most passionate about? Oh, the kids. I think you know as adults we are who we are, but the kids they don't know who they are yet. I think it's our job, well, uh, part of my mission in particular is to plant that seed and see where it goes, see what it grows into. Everybody has had somebody when they were younger to push them, be better as they get older. That was part of their success. And I think it's important that we continue to push our young people to be the best version of themselves, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. And so I'm very passionate about kids, yeah. uh, young adults, yeah. and just pushing them to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's interesting you say that because I often uh,
0: say that same phrase, man. Look, we got to push these kids and, and everybody to become the best version of themselves. And and, and that can be different for everybody. So you right. know, people have to find what that is for themselves. So, Miss Melody, Renee, what about you?
2: It's going to be the same thing. I believe in mentorship. Um, I think that's what makes us all unique in this room is the fact that we all probably believe in the same thing, um, giving back service. And mine is to children. Um, right. Mine is to women. I grew up in a single-family home where, where my mom raised me. And so it is what I needed when I was younger is what she needed when she was an adult raising me. Mm-hmm. So it's about what we need to give children now and what we need for ourselves so those are the things that I push and those are the things that I kind of preach is being what I needed then as a young adult and being what I need right now so I want to do that for others be someone that the youth can lean on and then be someone that someone presently currently needs right and so whatever that looks like if that looks like you know oh I don't you know I don't know much about, you know, getting a degree or let me be that for you right, right now. Right, right. Let me connect you to someone or a network of people that can get you where you need to be. So which makes for me to be on a constant networking um, swivel. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's really similar to what you said, Eric. It's, it's it's really about, you know, being what the kids, needs, being what people need right now. So yeah. that's that's me.
0: For myself, uh, initiative that I'm most passionate about right now mm-hmm. is health and wealth. Yeah. Um, You know, we're, we're coming. I can't even say we're coming off of a pandemic because in true reality, it never really left yeah. uh, with mm-hmm. this whole COVID situation. So, uh, you know, really just trying to educate the public and, and not just so much the public, but the minority communities right. about, uh, you know, COVID and, and booster shot awareness and how important it is. Uh, you know, the minority community really took a uh, took a blow mm. during we these did. last two we years. Man. I mean, we had a we lot of a lot of deaths and, and a lot yeah. of it came mm-hmm. from uh, just uh, not having the education on, on what, what was really going on. So I, that, you know, whole health initiative, uh, you know, getting the word out about the whole COVID and booster awareness. Uh, now we're coming up on the whole RSV and flu situation. So, uh, you know, really just trying to educate the masses and and as many people as I can about the importance of getting your uh, your vaccinations and your boosters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then also when it comes to wealth you know uh, especially within the minority community if we're gonna you know catch up or or close these gaps we have to start focusing on our wealth we have to start thinking about uh, better ways to manage our money not just manage and budget our money but but ways to make money right right and uh, so and sustain so, money and sustain exactly you know? so that's something mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about uh, you know through our Titan Fight Natural Legacy Program and uh, you know just uh, you know not only educating our, our youth but educating uh, the adults and, and getting them to think about uh, long term uh, wealth and, and generational right. changes and right. things of that sort so uh, that, that's something that's really passionate to me right now. So
2: it seems that a lot of the stuff that, you know, we'll be bringing to the table, those are some of the focuses that, you know, we'll have people, you know, as guests and talking about those very, very things that we all just kind of like discussed. So I can see right now, like the, the, the type of guests, the type of organizations that will be in the room, um, helping push forward the things that we are passionate about, the things that, you know, we want to see. Changes in our community and our families that initiatives. so I can see right now three or four people that will be in the booth with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my mind's already gone. Yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and, and really just want to use this platform, uh, you know, for a way to highlight other organizations right. and things that are going on yeah. and, and to educate, uh, you know, our people about right. the resources that are that are available to them. Right. So, uh, yeah, re- you know, re- really looking forward to it.
2: All right. Okay.
0: So, I got a question. What issues and behaviors do you think are most detrimental to the minority community and culture at this
2: moment? That's a deep one. That's a loaded question. It sure like, is hey, it let's, is, get yeah, let's get heavy. Let's get straight to it. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bilal.
1: You went straight for the jugular Did with it? that one.
0: <laughs> like, um, the, somebody's got to, you know, but this is, it's just, you know, <clears> what are we
1: facing right now? I'm going to speak from the education perspective. Um, you know, there are huge gaps in education with uh, minorities and their counterparts. And, you know, one of the things that I see is uh, a pattern of behavior in mm-hmm. impoverished areas uh, where there's a lack of advocates, mm-hmm. there's a lack of resources, which means there's a, a, a lack of education going on within the home that translates into the school building. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, you know, I tried to do is, one, be a representative uh, to let them know that you don't have to be a victim of your circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, coming from a single parent home, you know, not having much, according to society. I had everything that I needed. Mm-hmm. But society will tell you that yeah. you don't, you know, you don't have this, you don't have that. And so uh, just letting people know, letting kids know that uh, just because you don't have doesn't mean you can't get. Right. And, you know, I think uh, one of the things that we need to do within our community is celebrate yeah. education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we celebrate it enough uh, to where kids, it's attractive, yeah. right? Right. Uh, what's attractive <clears throat> to us is the big change, yeah. the nice car, right. you flashing money, how you dress. And so I can't remember who said it, but, you know, it's one of the social media things, but... People who are impoverished, when they're in these poor areas, Mm -hmm. the way that they show value is by surrounding themselves with things that they value. Mm -hmm. So the Jordans, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the designer clothes Mm -hmm. is to feel value. And that's really not the value that those things run out. Right. You know, and you can only do that for so long. Uh, The true value is consistency, longevity in what you do and who you are as an individual Mm -hmm. and making a way out so that you can blaze that path for the ones coming behind you. Uh, So creating a legacy. Yes. Yes. A legacy. You know, when you were talking about, you know, ways to make money, I think in our community, we know how to make money. Right. I think one of our biggest problems is keeping the money. Mm.
2: Consistency. Yeah. How do we it.
1: keep this money for yeah. a long period yeah. of time? Right. You know, how do we keep this money continuing to flow within our community right. so that we can spread this money? Because successful people are around successful people. Right. right. At the end of the day. Yeah. And if you're around, if you're the only successful person in your circle, mm. you better get in another circle. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to be successful for long. Right. right. You know, so that was my TED talk. <laughs> yeah. I like
2: it. And Bilal, actually, I'm going to let you go because I mean I'm interested. <clears throat> I mean, I I feel like we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I I want you to go before I give my one second answer.
0: So the question was, what issues and behaviors do we think are detrimental to the community and culture at this moment? Yeah. Uh, man, I mean, I I would have to take it back to uh health and wealth. Mm. You know, uh, again, man, we have to learn the importance of financial literacy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it, so big finances is literally a part of everything that we do. Right? You, you know, uh, of course, they say money can't buy hi- happiness. But it sure does help a little bit. Yeah.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> it sure does make things a little bit easier, right? That's true. And, and until we uh, really take that serious and, and really start to teach that to our children and, like you said, think about the next generation and, and how to uh, not only make the money but sustain the money and pass the money on, uh, we're always going to be in, in, in a situation, you know, as a, uh, as a collective. And then when it comes to our, our health, man, we have to get control of our health. Going back to the finances, I often tell people, When the money's not right, nothing's right. And and when your money's not right, that's a form. It creates trauma, mental health trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're constantly stressed out. You're constantly thinking about, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive? That's a great point. Right? So, uh, you know, lack of finances create mental mental health. And then when your mental health is not right, your eating habits aren't right. You're not sleeping right. So then that trick <clears throat> articulates to you having health problems and, and then heart problems and then facts. that goes to obesity and diabetes and you know so facts i believe that all of that correlates man and, and as a people and as a collective man we have to start focusing on that we got to get back active i mean our kids don't even go outside anymore mm-hmm. they don't they don't mm-hmm. I, man i the other day i was i was looking at my front door and i was like man i don't hear it. no bouncing balls crazy ain't it like coming <laughs> up dude that's all you heard was yeah. a ball hitting the pavement some kids yeah. outside running screaming you see to yeah. me that's what yeah. a neighborhood is, yeah. is. How yes how vibrant are the, the children in that neighborhood are, right. are the children active you see them moving around at the basketball courts at exactly. the park exactly and, and that's almost like non-existent right. nowadays yeah so like you said coach how do we get how do we make education attractive again how do we get these kids back active? How do we create Mm -hmm. that sense of community and togetherness? Because I I remember a time coming up, there was like a sense of community. You walked down the street, you knew everybody who lived on the street. Yep. You see an older person. You remember back in the day, you know, you didn't have to know somebody to acknowledge <coughs> them, give them the head nods, the, yeah. the throw them the deuces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see, Miss So-and-So uh, down the street, she ain't had, she still got her Kirby on the street. You gonna yeah. just, you ain't even gonna ask. You just gonna pull yeah. it to the curb for, to pull it back to her. <clears throat> where, where has all that gone, man? I just feel like uh, we have to bring community back and we have to make, uh, you know, education and the things that are important attractive again because arts, mm-hmm. uh, particularly, our our culture man is is um, attacked with so much negativity. Yes. So so how do we combat that?
2: So I don't think I need to answer.
0: <laughs>
2: I think you both answered for me. Bella, you've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. You no, I'm saying you've been doing podcasting for 10 years. You're just a natural over there.
0: <laughs> yeah. A natural. Well, you know when I when I when it's something I'm passionate about, man, I can uh, I definitely have a lot to say. Okay. If I'm passionate about it. Okay. And a uh, community and, and our culture is something I'm I'm truly passionate about, man. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, I tell people, man, I, I would do this for I do this for free, man. I don't yeah. got to get paid, you know, to yeah. to do these type of uh, things when it talks about empowering our culture, right. and our community, and our people. Right. So, um, yeah. So, Miss Melody Renee, if you could change one thing about society, what would it be?
2: Oh my God, I think it would be the limitations on social media mm-hmm. I think I would limit that,
1: that Doesn't uh, China do that? China. A lot of countries do
2: I would I would for us sincerely, um, It's just the false narratives that are put out there Our kids do a lot of social media They're social media driven mm-hmm. And so because of that um, I think that it takes away from what you just talked about Bilal being outside that sense of community. Like, they don't have to have a community. Their community could be in social media. Right. It can be in, you know, video games and all the things. So I I think that if those things were limited, um, we can have our kids back. We can have our community back. And so the fakeness of it all, because... Oh, the, man, things, the things that people, yeah, you know right I'm saying there. the thankless of it all. Yeah. So I think that that would be the one thing that I would limit to have back. You remember when um, you used to be able to remember phone numbers? Come on, man. man. <laughs> I know eight one eight one. Yeah. I know how to give. You know what I'm saying. So I'm saying, you remember how you used to have to like remember addresses and like yeah. know the street, yeah. know the telephone numbers. Yeah. That's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? And so if we were like, just give us a good balance. I'm not saying take it all away, but give us a good balance mm-hmm. where if I ask a kid at school, well, what's your mama's number? Because she ain't here to pick you up. What's your mama's number? That kid can't tell me. Nah. That nah. kid can't tell me.
0: So I have a question. Do you think technology <laughs> is driving us forward or do you think it's setting us back?
2: Man, it's a, it's a, it's a hard question because it's driving us forward, but it's also, it's both. So how, the balance is, I mean, it's the balance. Where is the balance?
1: Yeah, I, I think, to, just to add on to what you just said, I do think it's driving us forward. As we sit here, right. you know, we are benefiting from technology. Right. Uh, at the same time, uh, there are missed principles mm-hmm. and morals yeah. that have not been taught uh-huh. when you use technology. Yeah. Technology is a tool, in my opinion, that can be used to upgrade uh, specific things, right? Mm-hmm. The way we watch TV, the way we communicate. Like, all that's great with technology, right? Uh, the downside of that is, going back to what you said, Melody, it's the time frame. Yeah, We spend a whole lot of time looking at TikTok, right. uh, Instagram, Facebook, and then we get a false sense of reality yeah. off of what beauty is, what financial literacy is. Yeah. Uh, how to make money yeah um health. health health yeah you know we get a false sense of reality from that and I think that's where technology you know we we need to be more intentional on mm-hmm. in teaching our youth how to use it yeah and I think we I think we just kind of roll it out yeah. especially in education we find something new we teach them how to use it and then boom you know right. um, here here you go right um you know my daughter you know I got a 13 year old daughter. she wants to be on Snapchat and I'm like no not yet because you're not ready yet you know fortunately being in school I see how kids use Snapchat and it's kind of like well why do you actually need it right now Mm -hmm. tell me why you need it what are you recording and if you're trying to communicate with your friends you got text message Mm -hmm. you can call them you know there's other ways you can communicate with them so I think we have to teach our youth better and when they when they get to understand technology, how to actually navigate that, uh, because it can you can go down a rabbit hole, and next thing you know, uh, you're getting you know the algorithm with it figure out, you know you start getting advertisements for this, you know, uh, DMs from people who you shouldn't get DMs from, right. you know. So yeah, I think that I think probably limiting wouldn't be such a bad thing, right. you know. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be opposed if they put like
0: a uh age type limitation Me, on what yeah, you can view I like on, on social media cuz uh man social media is dangerous man it's especially mm-hmm. with a young mind yeah. you know uh you know even, even as a parent nowadays it's hard to uh to censor your kids from certain things because they can get on that phone that app that tablet and anything could pop up on that screen yes. right. they can yes. misspell a word and no telling like you said that rabbit hole to <coughs> lead them yeah. down yeah so uh, I, I, I I agree with certain uh, countries that uh, definitely put limitations on on what certain ages can see, but um, you know it, it's dangerous, man. As much as we love technology, man, we have definitely seen the effects it has on uh, the human communication. Absolutely, right. You so, know, like, right, right.
2: so do y'all have anything that you would change that's different from what I'm saying?
0: I mean, it's, it's I, I would change a lot, but. Uh, I ain't yeah, gonna take I, you on all that right now. I, I, I would. i, okay, I do, sure uh, it's, if it's You different. know,
1: I I took a trip. I'm gonna just give a little back uh-huh. backstory. I took a trip to Puerto Rico over the summertime. Wonderful time. First time in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Beautiful country. But when I'm in a different area, I don't care if I'm in Nicholasville. I'm gonna talk to the people in mm-hmm. Nicholasville, right? Because they have a totally different perception of me being there mm-hmm. and them living there. Right. And so in talking to Puerto Ricans who grew up in San Juan and things like that giving me some great history on the um, on the island and the people and things like that and so I asked you know of course racism you know uh, which has been a huge topic right. within the last two years or it's come to the forefront of a lot of issues right. and uh, just talking to this one guy and he's uh, one of the things that he hinted on was colorism and I said well, what do you mean he said well in Puerto Rico, we're Puerto Ricans, that's it. And we come in all colors, we, we're just Puerto Ricans. He said, in America, you all colorize a lot of people. And he says, you know, when I go to New York to visit family, they'll say, oh, you're the light-skinned Puerto Rican. Are you the, and he's like, when I'm at home, I'm just Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I, I, and I'm thinking, you know, when you go to a job, when you look on a job application, you know, it'll have, you know, ethnicity, um, or to have black, w- white, or non-Hispanic, or whatever. You know, you know, how you check those boxes, and I'm thinking, why can't we just get rid of the black, white, right, right? Can we just go with ethnicity? We have a, we all have some type of background, right, right. and especially those in America, who are multiracial. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could just stick with our roots, our ethnicity. You know, and and it takes the color out of it. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: What is your ethnicity? Like, what is your ethnicity? Boom,
1: that's where I'm going. (laughs) Because I don't know my ethnicity other than being black. Well, see, here's the thing. Well, your ethnicity is not your color. Because you could also, by your color, you could also look Puerto Rican, Jamaican, um, West
0: Indies. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know where you're from, then how do you attach yourself to it? You know,
1: if I don't know where my I originate, you know. Right. Pat Before Multiracial. past slavery. Multiracial. Because if you don't, and I don't know, I know that, I know my grandmother in my house, in her house right now, she has a picture of her grandparents, grandparents, or great-grandparents. And one was a full-blooded Indian, mm-hmm. and uh, the other was a black Irishman, right? Yeah. We also have... uh uh, a white Irish in our family, right? And so, if you look at me, I'm a black man with freckles and red hair.
2: Absolutely.
1: Right. So I know that I'm multiracial. Right. So why do I have to just associate myself with being black? Black. Okay. And I I love being black, right? But I know that me as a person, I'm more than just that color. Right. Right. It's the color, uh, because black has also been associated with negative connotations. True you see what i'm saying yeah. so if you take the color out you know um i just think that we could progress a whole lot more as mm-hmm. a people mm-hmm. you being because uh, i know your background or y'all's background may be different from mine mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away from who you are as a person right right mm-hmm. um and having uh some sharing some of the same experiences that we have because ultimately what it boils down to uh, with you know racism, and not to get too deep. That was based off the color of people's skin, right. the color of people's skin, right? Um, and uh, when you go deeper into that, you you know, especially on uh, descendants from African mm-hmm. from Africa, you know, the Geechee people who mm-hmm. were an eclectic group of tribes that got together and they formed their their own people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's multiracial mm-hmm. within itself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if we just take the color out and get to the roots of who yeah. we truly are, as people, then when you check a box, does it really matter? If I'm, think about this: if you apply for a job, does it really matter? Well, it does matter because of our past issues mm-hmm. as a society. But at the root of it, I should be able to apply for a job, and the color of my skin Not even be a should, shouldn't right. even be a factor. Exactly. Right? But it is because of our history. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I would try to get rid of that. Eno, I like it. And, and, and kumbaya. I like Hilda, it. Right? You I, just, know?
2: <laughs> I actually just learned something today. Like, that that was good. I like it.
1: So, I mean, I you like know, it, it, it just uh, talking to people that come from, that know where they came from. Right. It's so eye-opening and seeing why they have so much pride right. as to who they are.
2: Exactly. And
1: we have pride in who we are. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it gets a little murky. Yeah. You know, due to the history of our country, I but like it. Um, yeah, that that uh, you know, it was an eye opener for me talking to the, you. The just Uber uh,
0: driver. made me think of something, and if I could make one change in society, specifically over here in the states, it would be a, again going back to what uh, Miss Melly Renee said: censorship, man. We need censorship on our radios, man. Mm. That's a fact. It should be illegal for some of these things that I played over our public radio stations, music-wise and messaging-wise, to be put out there to the public. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it brings mm-hmm. me back. I spent some time over in uh, the USVI, the uh, Virgin Islands. And the one thing I noticed about their radio station is they didn't play derogatory music mm. ever throughout any part of the day. The first part of the day when the radio first started, it was all like uh, uplifting messages and prayers and and wow. things like that and, and all of the music was like purposeful it was never anything derogatory and i feel like that uh added to the vibe of the Allen. you know that's why they so happy and carefree and, yeah, and good vibes over there absolutely. you see what i'm saying <laughs> because they're not being subliminally put down or subliminally trained to think what's wrong is right
1: yeah yeah.
0: So uh, I thought that was interesting, and I, and ever since I, I had that uh, experience, I've always looked at our radio stations and and the music that we are allowed play publicly differently. Like, right. like what's wrong with us? Like, why would we allow? Like, I, you know, I take my mom places, and sometimes I'm embarrassed to play the radio when my mom's in the car. Like, right. I'll literally turn the radio off because I'm like, dude, this is. I don't want to be listening to whapping, and all this with my mom in the car. Yes. Like, that's embarrassing. It is. So, uh, that, that's one thing about society that I that I would definitely change. So, I got a question mm-hmm. for both of you. All right. We're going we're gonna to start with, with Miss Melody okay. on this question. So, the question is, who has influenced you the most?
2: In the beginning, it was Martin. At my older age, it has been Malcolm. And
0: explain. Tell me, tell me why.
2: Well, because per religion, Malcolm, Mm -hmm. or Martin, I'm sorry, um, same belief systems, those type of things. In my older years of, you know, just getting out of religion and just focusing on, like, what is being said, like, who's speaking truth and what is, it's been Malcolm. And a little bit of that is because of, a lot of a lot of it is because you know Malcolm was about building community within our community like what can we do for ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how can we police ourselves how can we do a thing ourselves and i'm so much for that mm-hmm. um how can we bring it back home for for <coughs> us and so um i'm still martin mm-hmm. mlk i'm still but like When I think about um, really, like, what can we do as a people for ourselves where we don't have to, you know, really, we can lean on each other, if that makes sense. Um, Getting back to community, our community, and really empowering our community, getting back to those places. Um, I really, I I have listened to a lot of Malcolm um, speeches and messages and the things he's done and how he tried to push change in the community and combating some of the things so it's 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 been both but at different times in my in my life so
1: interesting what about you coach man i'm a you know you what you said melody i i I agree with Mm -hmm. you know initially you know with martin being a preacher and his ideas and i'm gonna say it like this I like the Martin approach mm-hmm. with the Malcolm Finnis. That power, that, right there. See, that's me right there. That's that, yeah. Right? Martin, and I believe, and this is my perception, Martin, I believe, identified issues, went to the people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, government, local leaders and said listen this is an issue mm-hmm. this is this has been created in the black community mm-hmm. this is a lack of resource right so forth and so on dah, 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 dah. and he continued with that he was consistent with that right, right. Malcolm said look this is a problem right <laughs> get it done now right right, right 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 I believe I believe in that yeah when you get to a certain point because yeah. it's like okay Ma- Martin I'm with you but it's time we get something done right right, now, right? if i could use this analogy you know back in the 60s doing the civil rights movement um you know it was a lot of marches a lot of stand-ins a lot of sit-ins, and things like that and to that when when the george floyd protest right. which was big right it was on every social media right. outlet. it was everywhere right, right. we were still kind of doing the same thing right and i thought to myself should we be further than this? Absolutely. As far as in terms of action and how and learning how to deal with these issues. Right. But I also thought, okay, what else could we do? Right. And who are, who are our leaders to point us in that direction? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think in that process, I really couldn't identify our leaders. It's great that you said
0: that because that was going to bring me to my next question is who are our current day leaders? within our culture like like if you had to identify 3 to 5 leaders within our culture who would you name
1: 3 to 5 leaders S-
2: well i i i don't have the answer but so when you think about leadership cuz mm-hmm. you mentioned a little bit earlier about like sensory and you know some of the songs and stuff like stuff like that when you think about like who impacts our culture the most do you think rappers, singers, musicians, who do you who do you think impacts our culture and sh- can shift our culture the most? I think
0: I think rappers, because the first person that came to my mind when that question popped up was who's our leaders? The first person that came to my mind was Nipsey Hussle. I
2: like it. Mine's was but mine's was kinda like T I Hove beyonce like could shift like and speak a word but
0: but i also have the question like, I'm, I'm waiting for is that, that, I'm, <laughs> is that the way it needs to be because that's like entertainment like right. who are our true right. leaders I like our professional Kobe. Not Kobe. leaders I'm sorry. like our our community leaders who's our malcolms who's our
2: so why can't Martins? lebron beat that
1: i think he is <laughs> I, and I, but can he I, really be there when he yes. has so much? Uh, I think so. Yes, he can. I think so. I if, think. If you, I, you know, of course, I'm a big basketball fan. If you look at LeBron and and what he did for not just the game of basketball, but right. for his inner circle, mm. their their reach right. is very long now, yeah. right? He fired his agent. People said, oh, they tore him up. All right big dummy you you know you ain't gonna make the. he's a billionaire right Mm -hmm. right got his friends hired his friend Mm -hmm. who is now the leading agent in the nba Mm -hmm. rich paul didn't go to college right you learned the business and then became affluent in the business Mm -hmm. right and then he's got you know they had the uh you know they got the uh the youtube channel uh
2: Oh, the the barbershop. Type. Yeah, yeah. With,
1: with uh with their own production company. Mm-hmm. With Maverick Carter, that's another one of his friends, right? Right. And so you he's put he's put his people in position to learn right. what's going on around him and then take off in their own lanes right. to do that. It's
2: a lot like uh, Will Smith <coughs> did too. He did yeah. the same type of thing. His circle mm-hmm. turned them into like had them in their own lanes, prospectively doing their things learning a skill set, and then, like, kind of, like, so they're both similar in that way. But
1: um, I remember one, time, and I can't remember who said it, uh, but they called LeBron, and they said LeBron and his posse rolled yeah. up. And he took offense to that. Yeah. Because he's like, these, while they are my friends, right. they're businessmen. Right. right. You right. know, they they CEOs. Right. You know, they're making me help money, you know, and uh, which he also speaks up, uh, you know, about, Community issues. Right. right. He is arguably the biggest celebrity mm-hmm. athlete within the last ten years, right. right? And I know we've got we can name a bunch of them. How does a guy that big have a racial derogatory a uh, name put on his property? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Right, Mike. I don't know. You know, as yeah. far as as far as we know, like mm-hmm. it didn't happen to Michael Jordan. Right. It didn't happen to Kobe. It didn't happen to Shaq. It didn't happen to uh, all these guys that came through, Charles Barkley, right. it was put on his property right. in L.A., which I know is it, in an exclusive area. Right. How, do, how does that happen to him? To me, I think that speaks volume for what he is doing right. for his community and his people mm-hmm. because although he is a celebrity, he is using his platform to speak up on issues that affect his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always popular. I don't always agree with what he says, with everything that he says, but I can see his mission, yeah. his intention yes. is to empower those around him and those that he knows that looks up to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. you know, And I, that's why I think he is a uh, a black leader right. and not a leading black.
2: I Ooh. like that.
1: You know like what I'm that. saying? I like that.
2: So LeBron is actually my person too. Um, I, I think he's, you know, I remember when Mike, Michael Jordan came out in his documentary and he said he didn't speak up. And he, at the time, had the, um, I think, the momentum to shift a lot Absolutely. of things. You know, Rodney King and all that stuff was happening. Like, he had to, but he wouldn't. And mm-hmm. he talked about, like, you know, I should have. I think people would have followed. But LeBron James is definitely one that I that I personally look to Um, especially since, you know, he has that school, which is a Promise Academy. I work at a Promise Academy, Mm -hmm. so we model a lot of things off of what they do, what he does. And so I definitely agree that he's someone who's about his community. And so um, I think he has the power to shift, Mm -hmm. shift change.
0: Let's give a shout-out to LeBron James.
2: shout him <laughs> out there. LeBron James, man. Go ahead. Man.
0: LeBron, our community, our community leader. Uh, shout-out of the of this episode, man. Okay. Let's give this man That's his so flowers sad. while he's uh, still on the court. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's go ahead and talk about it, man. 2023 is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like 2022 was here and gone. I mean, this year seemed like it has a been a flash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what are some of the uh, the goals you have for 2023 and what what's some of the impact that you're looking to make it within your community uh in this upcoming mm-hmm.
2: year? You want me to start? I can start this. Cool. Sure. Yeah. Um so the biggest thing that I want to do is um I'll start professionally first. Um uh, professionally I want to um build a training, a workshop that surrounds building relationships, teachers with students, teachers with families, um, just just a, just a, what is it, one-on-one class or training, teaching mm-hmm. of just how to build positive relationships. The avenues and the lanes that you need to go down to be successful at, you know, reaching people, um, teaching right. people motivating people. So, um, that's my goal. That's my professional goal. Um, I would like that to translate over into my own personal goal. I would like to take that on the road. And so Mm -hmm. that's my focus is to, you know, kind of continue those workshops and let that kind of transfer over into something that I do on a um, bigger stage. Um, I hope that makes sense to y'all. y'all yeah. Know yeah, absolutely.
0: About? And I definitely want to give uh, Melody a shout out on her vision board classes. I've definitely Thank uh, you. utilized her services several times uh, working with students uh, within the school system. And uh, it's, it's, it's definitely eye opening for the students, man. they mm-hmm. Every time she does it, they enjoy it, they get something out of it. So if you, are, you or your organization are looking uh, for something like that, uh, looking to host some vision board classes, uh, definitely, definitely reach out reach to out, uh, yes. Melody. So where can they uh, find you at? Where can they reach out to you at? So
2: So um, PYV uh, pyv is not Pretty Young Thing. It's not the song. <laughs> but it's PYV, PowerYourVisionCoaching.com. That's my website. Um, they can also reach me at Power your vision at gmail.com um, and so yeah I'm available um, I'm at the in the school systems they can you know hit me up at William Wells as well um, so I'm around yes definitely I can Thank
1: get you. you in with our girls we absolutely have a, we got a group called Diamond Girls yeah, and it's yeah, a yeah. female mentoring group okay. so I'll definitely yeah we're gonna we're gonna set that up let's do it definitely. let's do sure. it Coach E what you got coming up for 2023 oh uh, man 2023 ah uh, Okay, so one of my goals is to really dive into real estate. Like okay. I've had this opportunity to really, I've been in the room with some people that, you know, sparked my interest with doing real estate. And I think, you know, sometimes you, there are so many ways mm. to get into it. And I'm going to definitely explore those options for sure. Buying, selling, you know, it's part of that. Yeah. Uh, creating generational wealth. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right, you know, right now, like, I'm good, yeah. Right, yeah. I could live life very simple and everything, but I got to make sure them three little girls that I got at home, the legacy, right. yeah, that they ain't really got to worry about nothing, right? Uh, or they they're taken care of, right? Um, you know, uh, further on down the road. I'm also, let me see, uh, as a leader, I want to definitely be more assertive. Mm-hmm. I have a laid back personality, uh, you which you wouldn't think- say, huh? <laughs> You wouldn't say. Yeah. Um, which I think is um, the gift and the curse because yeah. I'm able to adjust uh, wherever I'm at. But at the same time, there are some times where I think I need to take the lead or take the initiative mm-hmm. to do uh, things that um, I know that I'm good at. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and um, at work, my personal goal is to make sure that you know I'm served. I work, I work with uh, some wonderful people. Uh, my administrative staff. Um, shout out to Twanya Jones, who is my education Absolutely. mentor. She's, uh, she's good people. Uh, Chris Ann Croteau, who just came from Clark County, who has a wealth of knowledge and education. Uh, and then all the people that I work in the front office with. I'm the only male up there. Uh oh. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, you know, I just, you know, I'm chill. They're like, you don't, you never get upset, do you We need you to be more assertive with these kids. And I'm like, <laughs> look. It, it, it's not that, you know, it's just kind of like they get so
2: oh, rah rah all the absolutely. time. I just kind of like,
1: you know, so, um, but in that, I'm going to be definitely take more initiative for them to see that, okay, okay, Eric, yeah, we, we, see, we you, see, you know, and, and create my lane within that workspace. Um, you know, I hope to jump off my, uh, I don't want to call it a scouting report but from the sports side I I definitely want to take the evaluation of players yeah and make it a thing for exposure yeah mm-hmm. as well as player development okay mm-hmm. and so I want to be a resource for coaches uh on the local level and the high school level and put you know potentially the pro level yeah uh, for male and female particularly female right now cuz mm-hmm. I'm a former girls basketball coach mm-hmm. and having three little girls and I think my youngest one is going to pick it up I hope so because <laughs> cheer right now is kicking Chewing, my butt <laughs> <kill me. laughs> with all these fees but uh, yeah that's what I that's what I like to do.
2: So two things before you jump in Bilal I heard that you were going to come scout my girls that's what I hear. I, I got you. And then second thing I hear is reflection uh huh that the both of you are going to uh be more assertive because y'all yeah. both the same person <laughs> y'all yeah, both I can the same person laid yeah.
0: back yeah. personality man I'm, I'm i'm always on chill modes. right like
2: your right. voices are on chill mode right now. <laughs> so, like, seriously. I should have right. that coffee. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I, I missed my tea, too. Right, so, I know. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, it's a whole bougie moment right now. <laughs> All right, Bilal, what about you? Uh,
0: myself, man, I'm looking to uh, push myself uh, more artistically in 2023. Mm. So, uh, again, uh, to uh, drop a play, the Titans uh, Legacy Play in 2023. So, uh you know, very excited about that project. And uh, just uh, that's something new for me. So uh, very, you know, interested to, interested to see how that's going to shake out. Uh, also, um, doing a lot of uh, partnerships with uh, one of the organizations, Lex Arts. So uh, we'll be curating a couple uh, art galleries. So uh, that is, is something that's new for me, uh, kind of outside my box. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited about that. And uh, you know, even with this podcast, you know, this is a, something I've always wanted to do. Uh, so this is a little bit outside my box as well. So uh, Just excited to see uh, where things artistically go for myself as well as uh, the Project Ricochet organization. And definitely looking forward to that growth.
2: Look at you conquering it like a pro.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, well, I couldn't do it without the support of you guys. And uh, it's been fun, man. I've really enjoyed this show. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think uh, we will definitely be able to provide some insight to the community and uh, be able to uh, highlight some of these resources that uh, that are out here.
2: Absolutely. I for agree sure. with you. It's been a good show. Um, I've enjoyed myself. Um, it's been a long time since I've been on the on the mic again. Um, but before we get off, uh, Bilal, why don't you go ahead and hit that freestyle for us? Hey.
0: Uh, <laughs> you got to kick the beat first. We'll <laughs> work on it. It might be our theme song All or something. Right. Okay, yeah. Looking but, uh, forward to it. Man, uh, I think uh, I'm
1: good, man. Anybody got anything else they'd like to close out with? Nah, man, just, uh, I got a quote. Uh-oh. This is my quote. Okay. So if anybody tried to say, you know, <laughs> they got it from me because it's in my email, you know, at the bottom of the uh-huh. email, I've got, the the process to progress should produce success. I like the it. The process to progress should produce success. I like and, it. And if you're not successful, you need to go back and look at your process. Mm. Because you should be progressing in your process, so... That's, that's That was for me, that's, All right, Coach? I like it.
2: That's church right there. So what? Uh, what? What about us coming up with some quote at the end of every show, being our thing, our thing, our hashtag line or something like that?
1: Let's do it. Yeah, I like. that. I like that. Uh, so so that was so, good. so lead us out with that quote one more time, Coach. The process to progress should produce success.
2: Absolutely. I'll All
1: write right. that out for us. All right. <laughs> All right, well, before uh, we get off here,
0: man, let's give uh, one more shout out and thanks to our sponsor, W-U-K-Y-N-P-R, for Mm -hmm. giving us this opportunity. And, uh, folks, uh, be sure to tune in with us next month as we'll have our uh, next episode. Absolutely. All right. All right. Good work, people.